it was an awesome surgery because it was an awesome surgery. There's a bad line I don't hear very often. Eternal optimist woman. What else can you be? We're here. We're here to live. We have to do it. Welcome to Habits and Humor, where you come to make serious progress without taking life too seriously. This podcast shows how we can use embarrassing moments as empowering tools to help us create powerful daily habits and enjoy life at the same time. I'm Susie B., author and creator of Life Conscious and master of all things embarrassing. This is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live. Today, we're going to talk about incredibly useful and somewhat overwhelming topics in the world. I don't actually think these things are overwhelming, but a lot of us do because they're different. They're different than the norm. They're different than what we might be used to. So today, we're going to break down powerful changes that you can make in your life today that will help you feel and look and live well. Today, I've got a guest to come on and talk to us a little bit about how to simplify gut health and gluten-free living. This is Karen Banghart and she is spectacular. You guys, I was on her podcast a couple weeks ago and I just was like, you're so awesome. And I need to have you on my show. What is the story that happened that made you go gluten-free and why does it mean so much to you? And where has it led you to, to where you are now? How's that for a little bit? Well, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> about being here for one. And Thanks you are an amazing here. person. You are so amazing. Susie. You're so awesome. So let's, let's go to Karen's story. We'll go back in time, when I was a kid, I did a lot of um, antibiotics. Thinking back now, it's like, hmm, I think these had some something to do with what happened to my body. I ate like crap. Mm, loved me some <laughs> processed foods, fried foods, you know, teenage years. Thankfully, I was never, you know, a heavy person. I always watched my weight because my mom was always on a diet. My whole life, she still diets what we call diet. I have to tell her it's a lifestyle. That's my younger years, but let's fast forward. I always had issues with my gut. Didn't know, you know, I'm in my twenties. I have bleeding from my rectum. So I go to the doctor and he's like, let's do a colonoscopy. We do a colonoscopy, Susie. I'm probably 25 at this time and nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, this is just my body. This is weird, whatever. So I live my life with Yeah. Dysbiosis, which anybody who has dysbiosis, you know, you have gut issues, your, your body's never quite right. Well, not knowing it was foods. And again, we're going to go back. This is the eighties, nineties. I didn't think I was a sugar eater thinking back now. mm, I loved me some ketchup, high fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. And again, processed foods when you were busy, my cooking, my poor children cooking was not my thing. So again, you know, I'm drinking soda. I'm having issues that way bloating, thinking, and this is just your body, Karen. This is just how you're living. You had a colonoscopy. You're fine. Which in hindsight was probably a good thing, but not a good thing. Yes. Didn't find anything in my mid twenties. Fast forward. I'm having issues. My husband and I went on a health journey. And when I say that he turned 50 and I didn't know we were going on this health journey. Um, <laughs> he, he lost probably 35 pounds. He's not a very, t- he's shorter than me. He's not a very big guy. And he was like, I'm not going to be fat. I'm not going to live my, you know, rest of my life this way. And he was the one that would eat like a sleeve of those chip ahoy cookies, milk, you know, that kind of stuff. Every, that was his morning breakfast spaghettios breakfast. in the can. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is how lovely he ate too. And again, I think it's a standard American diet. It's a sad diet. You go to the grocery store, you buy the garbage, you eat it. And, um, 
but we had went on this health journey. We got very fit. We were doing very well. Uh, you would think Karen would be better. And I kept having gut issues. 2019, I'm having bloody mucus constantly. And I'm going to share things with the audience. So if you guys don't want to hear this, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but you're going to hear all the good things from me today. Bloody mucus. Viewer discretion um, advised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Viewer discretion advice. Audio listener discretion advice. <laughs> there you go. But I did. I, I said, I've got to figure this out. I go to the naturopathic doctor. I go to my chiropractic doctor, which he does. He's not just a crack you and go doctor. He does kinesiology. He does muscle testing. He does your supplement testing. He does methylation testing. So he does an intense, you know, way of chiropractic, if you will. So anyway, so, so I go to the um, naturopathic doctor. She says, you know what? It's something in your food. So I'm thinking, okay, so we try all these diets, Susie. So especially the carnivore diet. And if people have ever liked been around just people that are just carnivores, they are some intense folks. I mean, it's <laughs> like you eat a veggie, you eat a fruit, you're not just eating carnivore. So that was kind of fun just in itself, but I wasn't getting better. And the reason we did carnivore, let me back up a little bit, was because when you do have intolerances, typically it's not from meat because it's something like dairy, gluten, all kinds of things. It could be nightshades, different things. So anyway, so I do that. It doesn't change. I don't change. We're getting to the end of 2019. I'm like, okay, something's got to give here. I'm 51. Didn't do my 50 year old checkup. Mm. So those of you that know, and they actually colonoscopies now are recommended at 45. So had I even done it earlier, it would have been better. They would have caught maybe a polyp or something, but, um, check yourself. So I go, if you're not listen, your listen, checkups, listen, realize checkups, 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 and colonoscopies are not fun. They're embarrassing. You know what? Your, your GI doc, he sees them every day. He sees those tinies every day. Yours is no different. So just go in, get <laughs> it done. No, different. no, yours isn't different to I them. It. It's, their, like it's, just their job. it's part of the day. It's just part of the day. It's just part of the day. Go in and do it. Yep. So just remember that do your annual checkups. I know as women, we go in, we do our um, breast exams. We go, you know, do our mammograms, all those things, do yourself a favor and just do it because if they do find polyps, then they can get them out of there and you'll go on. Yes. You'll have more colonoscopies, but you won't have cancer. They'll get that out of there before it creates cancer. So anyway, so 2019, I tell my chiropractic doctor, he's our friend. And my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm going to the GP. I'm going to the general practitioner. I need to go find out what is going on. He's going to tell me to have a colonoscopy. That's fine. We'll go in and do it. So January, 2020, I'm in there getting my colonoscopy. I'm talking to the nurses, a doc. And at the beginning, I'm telling them my symptoms are like, oh, this will be great. You can find out if you have an autoimmune disease. You know, they could tell if you had colitis or Crohn's and I'm thinking far out. Somebody's going to figure out what this is. Yay, and answers. so, yep. So I go in, I come back out. This is not a joke. I share this. <laughs> I wake up and the doc says, you have cancer. That's the first thing he says to you. You have cancer, Karen. And oh, I, word. and I'm half, half out of it. Right. And Karen being Karen, I'm like, how do you know I have cancer? <laughs> Not, not thinking this is a GI doc. He knows it. And he, and he did. He was very serious. Susie, and he said, you have cancer. Here's my poor husband. I look over to my side because he's standing there with his mouth wide open. And anybody who knows that word thinks death. They just automatically think cancer equals death. 
So, so we get dressed. He takes me out, you know, drive, driving over to my parents to go tell my parents that I have cancer. And he's just still like this sheet of white and just like his stunned, his face was just, I don't even know how to explain it. Susie. It was like, if somebody was sitting there with their mouth wide open, that's how he looked. And I just looked over to him and I said, this is not my demise. I just want you to know this is not my demise. Now you got to remember, I didn't know how bad my cancer was. They don't know anything. When they go in there for your colonoscopy, they, they see cancerous cells, they mark it, they tattoo it. And then you're heading out. You're going to talk to the next doctor, which is your surgeon. So how did you keep so, your head at this point? Can I just pause for a second here? Like your husband's losing it and you're fine. Like, how are you calming down? I don't know. I just never felt like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's my stubbornness, if I'm that much of a rebel. I don't know, but I knew <laughs> you're this. like, nope, not today. Cancer. No, not today. Cancer. You're not taking me out. So we go see the surgeon. He's amazing. Just amazing doc. Anybody who loves his craft, you know, like he does, you just know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And my husband's yeah. like, you know, this guy is it. I mean, he's showing us videos and watch this. And he's so excited because he's like, okay, you're going to love this. You've had a hysterectomy. So it's going to be a straight shot. We're going to be able to, we don't <laughs> have anything to go around, yeah, no uterus to deal with. I'm like, you are welcome doctor. You know, I mean, it just, you know, that's, that was our life, but it, so he's scheduling my surgery, Suze. And he's like, okay, um, again, it's January. He's like, okay, I think it was something like the close to the end of January. And I said, Oh yeah, that doesn't really work for me because it's the end of January. We own a glass company also. So then we've owned it for 25 years and I'm like, oh, I have W2s, um, <laughs> quarterly <laughs> reports. About taxes. <laughs> uh, you think we could wait till after the beginning of the, of February? And he's like, you know what? Actually, he's like, if you wait, He's like, we can do it at the other hospital. We live kind of in a tri-county area. And he's like, we can do it in the other hospital and we'll do it robotically. And he's like, I actually prefer to do it that way. And so instead of cutting me from probably pubic bone to breastbone to go in there and get this foot of colon that they ended up taking out, they did it robotically. And honestly, I have probably a two inch scar and then minimal little dots. It looks like somebody burned me with a cigarette on my belly. That's amazing. Where they went in robotically. So February you're worried about your taxes because that I know. Was, uh, good thing. It actually ended up being a blessing. Wow. So we go in. I know your your listeners are probably going, oh my gosh, Karen. So we go in and it was a it was an awesome surgery. And I say that because it was an awesome surgery. There's a bad line you don't hear very often. You no eternal optimist woman. What else can you be? We're here, we're here to live. We have to do it. You what know, so attitude. he goes in, it. he's like. He takes out a foot of my colon. He comes in and he's like, you're amazing. He's like that. And I could tell you stories about how they do resection surgery, but I'm just going to tighten it up a little bit. Imagine putting a hose together, your garden hose, and they'll use like a connector. That's kind of what they do to your colon. And God bless the people that went before me because they learned so many things. Like they fill you up with air. They put, you know, or they fill you up with air and then water in your abdomen. It's like a leaky tire, right? If it's like, Crazy. and how do they know that? Because somebody along the way had went septic or something, you know, from anyway. So <laughs> he's like, you are just amazing. He's like, your colon just went bloop, right back together. And I was like, <laughs> far out. Okay. So I'm thinking, got a great. Sweet colon. <gasps> sweet colon. He took out 17 lymph nodes around the surrounding area. 
Wow. Those come back clear. Oh my gosh. And I love that you're those all come back clear. Just the way that you're telling the story is just like, oh, this awesome experience. Like this was a colon surgery. Oh my, it was amazing. Amazing. So I'm (laughs) going to share with your audience something that's never been shared. It's not out there in the world. Two people know about it. My husband and my friend who was here. So the day after (laughs) I got home. Yeah. So the day after I got home um, from having my colon resection surgery, my friend came over, she's a neighbor and she came over to see me, see how I was doing. We were sitting there, we were talking and I was like, "Mm, okay. Feeling a little funny in my gut. Right. I'm like, "Mm." okay. I'm like, oh guys, I got a fart. I got a fart. (laughs) And this is somebody who did not share. I want you to know I would suffer in silence. Okay. (laughs) Well, just want you to know her husband told me before I had resection surgery, he also knew someone who had resection surgery and he said, never trust a fart. And I trusted a fart, Susie. And it was not not pretty. It was not pretty. My dear. I just want your folks to hear it was not a fart. So (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's my story. It goes along with my cancer story, but you know, and just know as embarrassing as it was, what can I say? happens. (laughs) well is it funny is it embarrassing Mm, yeah it's probably both now (laughs) so he takes out 17 lymph nodes and he said he told me he's like it was close because how colon uh, cancer works is your cancer cells start dividing they keep building up they grow through your colon so once they grow Mm. through your colon they infect your lymph nodes they infect other organs so i find out nothing was infected I mean, it was one millimeter of coming out from my colon. You talk about being blessed right there. So no chemo, no radiation. I went on and did some fun, interesting things. PT, physical therapy, public floor therapy. That was amazing. That was a game changer. Then what happened? The pandemic. Oh my gosh, we get stuck in the pandemic. So what does Karen do? I'm like, I'm using this for, for the better. So I became a nutritional health coach. And I studied my butt off in 2020. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I went farther and became a gut health advisor. So that's kind of the gist of my story of colon cancer. But yeah, if I can share this and help people, and if you have any kind of issues, and a lot of people do, Susie, they have so many gut issues and they just play it off like, this is my body. That's what I did. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that, let me just sit on that for a second. So when I went through postpartum depression, that's what I thought too. It was just like, well, I guess this is the way things are now. And I didn't realize that I could change it for a solid year. And you're saying mm-hmm. the same thing. Like so many of us are living like this listeners. If you are feeling like this, what are, what should they be feeling? Like, what are some symptoms of improper gut health or needing to make some changes? Like what, if, if you're listening to this right now, if you're, what should they be feeling? Karen, tell us like, if I'm feeling this, then this might be the issue. You can have brain fog. You can be lethargic besides being bloated, actual pain. I would tell my doctor, I'm like, my intestines hurt. And he's like, how do do your intestines hurt? Because supposedly they don't hurt. They have no pain receptors, but I felt this heaviness in my, in my girl parts. (laughs) I even talked to the GI doctor and he's like, well, then you need to go to a gynecologist. What we found out is my intestines get so inflamed that it just causes this heavy, heavy pressure. And again, learning some pelvic floor therapy and eating correctly. So when you're asking what people could feel, they could feel a gamut of things. They could just be 
you know, it could be something as simple as constipation, diarrhea, you know, those things are not normal. Is this going to be a one-time occurrence or like a, a few times occurrence? Or is this like, this is how you feel consistently over a period of time? Could be, oh, well, some days I'm bloated. Sometimes um, I am constipated. So many people have gut issues and people don't talk about poop, which my family was not a poop tucker. You know, we didn't fart. We didn't poop. We didn't do any of those things. You know, that's just, <laughs> we didn't do them. And sadly okay, though, too. that was probably not a good thing. You know, people need to talk about it because everybody does these things. That's the way to get out your waste out. If we would just, I don't know, be more empowered educated about poop and that people do this and what it's doing. It, it is really important. Speaking of poop. So let's, <laughs> let's just rewind back a little bit. And you, I know you have one more poop story that you got to share with us. because It's so funny. Another situation where poop happened mm. and it threw you right off course. So I take my dog out for a run. I'm on the bike. I put the leash across both handlebars. Bad move. <laughs> We're going along. We're at a good pace. Do, do, do. He's running. <gasps> he decides to stop and take a crap right then. <laughs> and you can only imagine both handlebars going and I'm on the ground. I'm bloody. The chain fell off my bike. I end up walking home with this dog. I was fine until I saw my husband and I walked up to the house because I had to walk my bike home because the chain had fell off and I just started bawling. Susie, I'm like, I am too old to fall off my bike. <laughs> I'm too old to fall off my bike because my dog decided he needed to stop and do some business right as I was holding. Right there. Yeah. So there's my <laughs> other poop story. So when you talk about gut health, it does have a lot to do with that. But it also, you need to think of stuff like stress because str- stress is a huge factor. If you've got your sympathetic system always on high alert, which is your fight or flight, mm-hmm. It's amazing what that can do to you. There's a thing called your vagus nerve. It goes from your gut to your brain. You've heard of your, your gut being your second brain. Mm-hmm. It, it, it affects everything. So when people get that butterfly feeling in their stomach, that has to do with it. You know, if you get that nervous feeling, your, your brain and your gut are connected. So again, it can cause issues mentally. When we were in school, there was a gentleman that spoke and he was bipolar. And he talked a lot about his mental health and how just eating correctly, he actually turned his bipolar around. He was no longer bipolar. So our food is a huge factor in this. But like I said, there's other factors like, you know, environmental toxins. So there's so many things and one body is not going to be like another. Okay. So now that we know how big of a deal it is, like this really could be affecting potentially all of us. And there's so many different ways. And there's like, oh, I don't know what symptoms I'm having. Like, how do we go from potentially feeling like, okay, this is the weight of the world on me right now. Like I might have all of these things. I'm a hypochondriac. And so just hearing this conversation, like I'm, I better go to the ER. Like I need to go get a full MRI. Like, how do I not go to that place? How do I like, all right, what can I do right now to like, see how I can help myself? What are some empowered steps that I could take today? Well, you mentioned a couple of things, right? You talked about gluten-free at the beginning. So on my health journey, that was the first thing I did because after I had colon resection surgery, I had to eat light foods. I had to eat easy to digest foods. They don't want you eating something that's fibrous. That's going to run through that gut. You're trying to heal those intestines. So it was stuff like toast and crackers. And did I eat them before? Yes, but not to the extent. And that's when I found out I had a gluten intolerance. 
I was checked for celiac disease, came back negative, doesn't mean anything. And more and more people are having gluten issues, dairy issues. So that's where I went gluten-free and I went on that train for a little bit. So people need to think about what they're eating. I would say, I don't want people to feel overwhelmed because this probably is overwhelming. Just pay attention to all the feels. I tell that to people all the time. Pay attention to your feels because your body is telling you things. So I would suggest mm, donate processed foods. So many people eat processed foods and they're like, what are processed foods? Packaged food, anything that has all the preservatives, all the garbage, because think about it when you go grocery shopping, you've heard it. Everybody's heard it. Shop the you know diameter of the store. Why? Because that's where your fruits and veggies are. That's where your meats are, your cheeses, you know, maybe that's not so good, but most of those around the perimeter are where you should be focusing. Yes, you can buy a few things in between, but those are dead foods. So when you think of processed foods, think of dead foods, things that aren't alive, they make them shelf stable. What do you think they're going to do in your body? They're mm -hmm. creating, putting all these preservatives in there. And it's like, why, why? Well, they want them shelf stable. They want it to be able to sit on that shelf for years, 40, 40 50 you know? years. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I always think about it. Like my body is a living thing and it knows mm -hmm. what to do with a living thing. So if I put a plant mm -hmm. in my body, like my body's going to be able to use that. If I put a fruit in my body, if I put an animal in my body, that my body's going to know what to do with that. Cause it's made of the same thing I am. If I put a box mm -hmm. of cereal in my body, I don't know where that really came from. Yeah. And so many foods cause dysbiosis because our bodies are not meant to digest things that were made in the lab. You know, there's emulsifiers in so many things, which again is a thickening agent. You know, it's in your cottage cheese. You know, it's things that you're thinking, oh, I'm eating healthier. It's in your almond milk. Well, your body's going, oh, heck no, I can't do that. You know, and if you have a sensitive system, which I feel like I do, I feel like a lot of people probably do, but again, it's just, it's not meant to be in our, inside of our bodies. It's just not Susie. So if I, right now, if I go in my pantry and I look at the foods mm -hmm. that are in there, probably, I don't know, 50% of what's in my pantry. I'm a personal trainer. Like this is what I do for a living. Probably 50% mm -hmm. of the stuff in my pantry is processed. Like that's right. what's in there. So how do I right. go from, do I need to go like zero to 60? Like I need to go clean out the entire pantry no. and start over. How do I start today? Like, how do I not no, because overwhelmed by it all. You know, you and I know with our clients, it's too overwhelming. Yes. Start small, get rid of those things. When you go grocery shopping, don't buy the Oreos, you know, don't buy the Cheez-Its. You need to pay attention to your ingredients. I love when I go grocery shopping, Susie, and I see somebody turn a package over. Like you are my <laughs> people, like, yeah, you are my labels. people, you know, because that's what I do when I shop. I'm sure I'm very irritating with anybody who shops with me. My husband's always <laughs> like, he just kind of stands there. Now in saying that you don't have to turn an avocado over. You don't have to turn a head of lettuce over. You don't have to turn broccoli over because there's no ingredient labels. Yes. You do want to buy organic. So start small, stop buying those things. Stop eating those things. Stop doing the drive-through diet. Start eating whole nutritious foods and trust me, your body will appreciate it. If you think you have a gluten intolerance, again, do the feel thing, do a journal, go, okay, here's a pattern. I ate such and such bread on this day. I ate such and such bread and I felt this the next day or the following day. So it's just paying attention to those feels. All right. So we're writing down things, you know, like try and be a little bit consistent over a three day period is what you're recommending. That's what I always say is like, be consistent mm -hmm. over a couple of days because day to day things change and you can't really tell there's too many variables in a 24 hour period. 
So if you do it mm-hmm. consistent for a couple of days, if you think that you have a risk of something, like there's something in your life that you're like, when I eat this, I don't feel good. Try eating it for a couple of days in a row and write it down. I love that you're saying journal about it. Just like keep notes because we think we're going to remember know, stuff, but we don't. And people are like, well, I, I don't have time. We all carry this little computer in our purse or in our pocket. It's called a phone. There's notes in there. Simply write it down, making it as simple as you can because everybody's busy. So I usually recommend to a lot of my clients when they're starting out is like the 80, 20 rule so that you don't feel like you have to go hundred percent all the time. So 80, 20 is like five, six days out of the week, try to do your best with this stuff. But if you're not perfect, it's okay. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Would that be a useful tool? Oh yes. And give yourself you? grace because that's where people fall off. And just remember, this is a lifestyle. I said that at the beginning, this is not a diet. We're not telling you to diet. And then you're going to go back to eating crummy food. That's not what we're suggesting. I just want people to know that they need to make a lifestyle change. This is your life. This is how you need to eat. Trust me, you will love it because people are so worried. Oh, it's so boring. Oh my gosh. No, I eat delicious food. I'm sure you do too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's tons of options. There's more options out there than you think there are. And Mm -hmm. just throwing it in. Like for me, when I started you know, trying to make sure that I was cooking more healthy for my family, I would just add an extra vegetable instead of doing a protein, a carb and a veggie at every meal, which is what one of the things I always try to do with my kids. I added two veggies and I just started changing things up a little bit. Last night I yeah. found my son, he was in bed and I, I thought he was like getting ready for bed. And I was like, buddy, you got to go brush your teeth. And he sits up and he's got this carrot, like a like Bugs Bunny <laughs> moment, like one of those big old long carrots. He's just munching on this carrot in bed. And I was like, I can't even be mad about this. <laughs> it was so funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So just like, like you know, it, saying, like when you go to the store, when you're about to buy something that you're like, I don't know, uh-huh. if this is a great choice. Just see if there's another option, like start with yep. one thing. Like yep. peanut butter. I'll give you an example. For me, I mm. super love peanut butter. I absolutely love it. I was at the grocery store and I went to pick up the the regular peanut butter that my kids like and the organic was sitting right next to it. And I decided to pick them both up and read the label and, and the label of the, I'm not going to say the brand because I don't want to brand diss anybody, but there was a brand of peanut butter and I was reading the label and it had like 17 ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. I knew like Why? three of the ingredients and the third one was sugar. And I was like, nah, that's not ideal. So then I look at the other one. And the next one was oil. Seed oils one, are bad. Exactly. So the next one, the, the organic one was peanuts and salt. And I was like, mm, I know what both of those are. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, so you're not getting that one. Let's go natural because you can make your own peanut butter people. It's super Ooh. easy. Oh yeah. It's so easy. I've never made my own peanut butter. I'll be honest. Oh, you haven't? Well, no, I'm a big pampered. I'm a big pampered chef fan, and I have their um, blender, and it's probably my favorite thing. It probably, you know, there's probably a light shining down in on it in my pantry <laughs> because it's like, oh, here's my blender, but it, it heats and cooks and stuff too, which is amazing. Ooh. But so not to promote that because I do not sell pampered chef, but get a blender. You mix it with oil and salt. You just set it. What kind of oil? You can put a little bit of avocado oil because it doesn't have flavor, but you don't need much and you can just blend it. Peanuts. Again, you have to be careful. You want to buy organic peanuts. I mean, there's some things to this, but it's like, you can make your own stuff and have a healthy snack. And people have gotten used to, oh, I don't want to stir it. There's oil on the top of it. Well, peanuts do that naturally. So if you buy an actual peanut butter that you have to stir, you're probably doing okay. Even some of the healthy ones. So they'll add, you know, some oils to them. And I'm like, why? Other than, I guess I'm just saying you can add avocado oil, but I'm talking like seed oils, like canola oil or soybean oil is huge. If you look at packaged food, 
foods. Soybean oil is in, what is it, like 90% of packaged foods? Wow. Yeah. And trust me, your gut does not appreciate soybean oil. What are your thoughts on olive oil? Oh, olive oil is great. You know, and I've gone both ways where it's like, is it a finishing oil? Do you cook with it? I do both. I use a lot of avocado oil in replace, in replacing like where they'll say vegetable oil. I'm putting quotation marks, vegetable oil. Do you use avocado oil? You can replace that in your recipes. So if you're making something, I tell my mom this all the time and I actually went and bought her a big jug. Um, I'm like, throw that junk out, mom, use this instead. You know, if you've got even a package, which is not the best, but a packaged cake or something that requires oil, replace it with avocado oil. So there's little things that people can do. The reason I like avocado oil is there's no flavor to it, Susie, where olive oil has a more pungent, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes spicy if you get a really good olive oil. So you have a different, because I, I've just tried with baking and cooking with it and it just has a different flavor. So avocado oil is so neutral. And again, where do you buy it? I buy the big jug at Costco. And it's a chosen food brand, which I like their mayo and because it's gluten-free, which are like mayo's gluten-free, but it's avoc- it's made from avocado oil. And awesome. so anyway, just, you can buy like a big jug. You can try it. Is it more expensive? Yeah. But let me tell, let me tell your audience something. Uh, having cancer is expensive. Ooh, that was deep. Y'all, you yeah. can pay for it one way or the other. Mm-hmm that's a question people ask a lot. Like I can't afford to eat healthy because it's so much more expensive. In my experience, I found that even with the peanut butter, we did the experiment with my kids because I took home the good stuff and they didn't like it. And I was like, all right, we're just going to try this. And so I would put it on two pieces of bread and they would have to tell me which one was which about half the time they could get it right. So half the time they didn't even know. And then Mm -hmm. I found that even though the organic one was smaller jar, like it's same price, but it's a smaller quantity it went just as far because you don't have to use as much. Mm-hmm. So the thinner stuff, like you're saying that you have to stir, it actually goes further. It spreads further than the chunky stuff that you got to like glom together. <laughs> and there's a reason your kids were like, mm, this is better. They add that sugar. It's messing with our brains and people don't understand that either. If you think there aren't people out there that are working in the lab to create flavors and create addictions. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. I shared it in one of my podcasts interviews. It's called the Dorito effect. If anybody wants to read an amazing book, read the Dorito effect. It'll just blow your mind what they're out there doing to make you addicted. So I studied this for a while too, several years ago about the combination of sugar, salt, and a fat. Anytime Mm -hmm. you combine those three things together, it triggers the addiction response in your brain. With peanut butter, they have the the fat and the salt in there already naturally, but if you you add add the sugar, it becomes addictive. Whereas if you eat normal peanut butter, that's, I don't know why I'm so stuck on the peanut butter today, but I am. <laughs> but uh, if you just eat the regular, the organic food, you only got two of those ingredients. So it's not as addictive, which means, first of all, you won't eat as much, which it'll go just as far as, as the cheaper stuff. It'll go just as far because you don't have to eat as much of it. And then it's better for you physically. Obviously it's the better choice for your body, but also, you know, the manufacturer of who's putting the sugar in the other one, it's bad for them. So that's why they're marketing that their products are cheaper. Their products are easier to buy. Their products mm-hmm. go better. Your kids will like it more, that kind of stuff. It's because it benefits them. It has nothing to do with any of the yep. claims that they're stating. Right. That's not for health factors. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So let's go back to that connection, that mind body connection. People are always talking about mind body connection, mind body, whatever. And people kind of mm-hmm. think that this is like an out there concept of like, oh, well, you mm-hmm. have to be like on some spiritual wavelength to no. Let's bring it back to you have an actual physiological connection between your brain and your body. And that connection mm-hmm. is through your gut. Can we sit on that for a minute? Tell us a little bit about, more about that and how we can feed our minds by feeding our body good, proper nutrition. Again, it has everything to do with it. You're, 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 gut is talking to your brain. So if you're feeding it good things, it's talking good. If you're feeding it bad things, it's talking bad. That's the only way I can kind of get people to understand that connection. It's like, just think of it that way. It's like, do you want to be, you know, I see behind you. It's like, do you want to be happy? Yeah. I want to be happy. Then you're going to need to add those kind of foods to your gut. So just remember your body as a whole being, you know, if you can think of it like in a circle, you know, your head's not detached from your body. You know, your intestines are not detached from your body. It Everything has to work simultaneously, right? It's It just has to do that. So it's no different with our gut and our brain. I don't know Beautiful. if that helps, but you, got, you just have to, you have to make it simple because it's not that hard. It just isn't that hard. If we were to start today, like what are three things that we can do this week to I'm not telling you, like, if you're listening, if you're listening to this, you don't have to like, oh, I got to go gluten-free. I need to feel better, whatever. Let's just start today. What can I do? Three simple things, three simple habits that we can start today to improve the way we feel, the way we want to live, the way we want to eat and and just make a little, little changes that make a big difference in our lives. What are three things that we can do? My three things, my three things, Susie, I mentioned the first one don't eat processed foods or eliminate them as much as possible. If you can eat something healthier, go for that healthier choice. If you can start doing that daily, you know, and I even say, you know, you like soda, you like the fizz. My husband likes it. Guess what he does? He has a kombucha. There are ways to, and again, look at your ingredients because they're not all created equal. So stop eating processed foods, move your body every day, move, move, move your body every day. I don't care if you go out for a walk, which is great, especially if you can, when it's nicer, get that body moving, walk every day, get out in nature, powerful mind body connections right there. I'll just plug in right here as a personal trainer. If you want to shift the way that your brain is thinking, whether you're craving something or whether Mm -hmm. you're feeling stuck or whether you're feeling any negative thought process that you're having movement will shift that in a more positive direction. I guarantee it every single time. I'm not saying that if you're feeling depressed and you go for a walk, you're instantly going to be fixed, but there's going to be some movement of oxygen to a different level in your brain that will help you shift whatever it is that you're struggling with in your thoughts every single and, time. And a lot of time movement helps you eat better, which people are like, how is that connected? You feel better. You want to keep fe- feeling better. You eat exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. There is a connection. And then the last thing, calm your mind. We talked about being in the sympathetic state. People need to get out of this fight or flight. They need to calm their mind. There's too much going on all the time. So those are my three things. Definitely make sure you calm your mind. I have learned how to meditate. And a lot of people are like, I don't know how to meditate. I can't do it. You know, if nothing else, just go out in nature and sit. You don't have to do a lot, Susie, to calm your mind. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. When I first started meditating several years ago, I went to a yoga class with my friend and she would meditate for 15 minutes at the end of the class. And I just was like, oh my gosh, like I can't do it. <laughs> 15 minutes felt so long. And then after I'd mm-hmm. done it for a couple of weeks, 
I was like, oh, 15 minutes isn't enough. No, <laughs> and then I started I did that too. Love it. And now I've too. gotten to the point where I can get into a meditation in like a minute. Like if I don't even have a ton of time, I'm to the point now where I can actually focus my head wherever it needs to focus. And the way that I do it, I don't know what you think about when you meditate, but I just count my breath. So if those of you that are out there like, ah, I don't know how to start a meditation practice, this is the easiest possible way to meditate. Breathe in and you count in for five seconds and then you count out for eight. Anytime you mm -hmm. exhale longer than you inhale, your next breath is going to be a little bit cleaner, fresher, deeper. So count in for five, out for eight. Just do that for five, 10, 15 breaths. And just mm -hmm. if you're focusing on counting your yep. breath, you won't have any, any other thing to focus on. And if your other thoughts come in, that's fine. They'll go back out. But just yep, to start counting back to yep. counting your breath. Yep. That's my meditation. I don't know. What, what do you think about when you meditate? Or do you not think about anything? Um, you free well, I try not to think about anything. And there's a few that I like to follow on YouTube that I just, I like his voice and I can just get into it. You know, he just takes me wherever he just, it's a guided meditation. So that helps me to calm my thoughts. Yeah. And I want to go off one little thing that you said that I thought of when you said it, it's like, pay attention to your feels. Like I said, because it's funny because you pay attention to what you do with your car. You know, when your cars need, you know, their tires rotated, an oil change, pay attention to you. Beautiful. You are a well-oiled machine. This is, you yes. have an incredible body. And you can be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make sure that we mm -hmm. keep our bodies maintained and listening to them and paying attention to them and feed them what they want to be fed and give them what they want to be given because they're amazing. You have an ama amazing, incredible body, treat it well. And, uh, mm -hmm. Karen, your story is so incredible. I love that you came from such a crazy wild experience that should have been a really negative experience in your life, but you turn it into something totally positive and look where you've gone with it. Like it's absolutely inspiring. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I am. I am excited. You know, I love this. I want to empower more people because I say, I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I know, so I can teach others. I yeah. didn't know what I didn't know. That's beautiful. But you know now, and now you know I do how know. to help others. So if you are wanting more information, you can reach out to Karen Banghart. Tell us where to find you, Karen. Oh, I'm across the board. Health, yeah, life. So health, yeah. We're health, saying yeah. health, yeah. <laughs> health, yeah, life. I you can it. find me, my website. You can find my membership. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Across the board, health, yeah, life. She's also got a podcast, Health Yeah Life. Oh, podcast. the Health Yeah Life podcast. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same name. So awesome. Thank you for being here today. And uh, thanks for helping us to simplify it. Like just little tiny steps. You don't have to do it all at the same time. Just start with something and then and keep notes and keep track of it. Listen to your body and, and keep going. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Habits and Humor, where you come to laugh and learn and then take action. If you're loving what we're doing here, take action and help us help more people just like you overcome overwhelm and turn simple habits into massive results. Subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. And if you're ready to maximize your progress with minimal time and effort, go to livelifeconscious.com to enroll in our amazing habits coaching programs, healthy and happy for health habits and the three essential habits mastermind for all other habits. Until next time, go make some serious progress, but don't take life too seriously. I'm Susie B, and this is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live. <laughs>